Welcome to the One Million Euro Podcast. I'm Aris. I talk to people from the business world about their mission and money and their rise to success. I am welcoming our guests to the studio. Welcome. Introduce yourself. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Shakufa. And I'm an entrepreneur based in Amsterdam. So good having you here. And I uh, would love you to tell us a little bit about your business. Um, I have my own brand of uh, women activewear, uh, which I started in August 2020. And uh, it's going well. Um, I sell across the Netherlands and also uh, part of Europe, in- including Germany and Belgium. Yeah, because what I found so interesting about your story is that you started with something else before your brand. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, I moved to the Netherlands with the Startup Visa program in 2019. And um, uh, with my app, which is called TanFit, the app is uh, very similar to ClassPass and OneFit, that you can uh, subscribe to the app and you can go to as many gyms as possible. As soon as I moved and I started my operation, uh, coronavirus hit and uh, gyms uh, were closed. And um, so it was a lockdown for most of 2020 and 2021. That's why I decided. Uh, so that is going to be on hold uh, because of the current situation. And I started the active work business, which is called, very close to the concept of Tanfit, um, which is sport and fitness. And I'm wondering, you know, because you say you just moved here, you had that, you know, the TanFit app, you were thinking about it, you want to put it in operation, then Corona comes. How did it feel? Well, uh, very, very difficult. It was as if someone was standing with two feet on your chest and I couldn't breathe anymore. And uh, that was the feeling that I had uh, for I would say for a month or two that I moved here to the Netherlands for this app to make it operational with a big dream of make it worldwide. But at the same time, I did not have any control on my external environment. And there was a lockdown that I couldn't do anything else. So I would say it was very, it was a very difficult point, very difficult moment in my life. Yeah, I can imagine that because like you say, we don't have, you know, influence on the external conditions. So you said that it felt like, so two feet are standing on your chest. Yeah. Uh, How how does that feel? I I couldn't breathe. It was very difficult to breathe as if, uh, you know, uh, my breathing had stopped. And as a result, uh, I I couldn't leave. I couldn't do anything else. yeah, it's very difficult to describe the exact feeling, but I, it, that's the only way that I can um, best explain what happened to me at that time. Yeah, it, it just, I'm a visual person, so I can see it in front of me, how it feels when you have this amazing dream and then this lockdown comes and you don't have any influence on it and you can feel like, you know, somebody standing on your chest and you just can't breathe. And what happened then? You said it was like one or two months what made it shift? Oh, well, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur um, my whole um, 
a business career. Um, since I graduated from the university, I've been an entrepreneur. Um, when at that situation, I was only thinking, what's my next step? You know, sitting down and not doing anything because of the lockdown and the current situation is not the solution. So I was always thinking that what's the next step? Should I go back to my consulting job? Should I um, start something else, you know, or, <laughs> you know, change my uh, career altogether? Um, so I was, I was always thinking, but of course, uh, the difficulty and um, somehow the disappointment in that moment was not helping as much. Um, that's why I decided that I'm going to still work on the app. And when the time is right, I'm just going to make more money to be able to market the app when the time comes, uh, maybe in one year or two years time. And that's why I started the, um, the brand, the Tanfit Activer brands, um, to move in that direction and then activate the app when the, when the time comes. So when I hear you say that you were like, I would just call it pivoting, which different options you have, like a consultancy job, uh, making some money with something else, or you want to think of something different. So pivoting, like, how can I get out of it? And in the same time, I hear you saying that there was disappointment as well there. Yes, because when I was moving to the Netherlands, I had this vision of at least like where I'm going to be in five years time, what I'm going to be in 10 years time. So as soon as I moved, that dream was basically crushed and I had to look for other ways basically um, to make my dreams come true because you cannot sit idle and do nothing. At least it's not for me. Um, yeah, it was a little bit also the point of disappointment um, because I planned and it didn't work. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you have this vision, you think you're going to do it, you have your enthusiasm and then external conditions happen. So how, where did you feel the disappointment? Uh, what do you mean? Where do you feel the disappointment in your body? Oh, in my body. Yeah. This is a very interesting question. I think it was it was in my heart because as an entrepreneur, you work from your heart. Uh, my main aim always has been to make a positive impact in the world. And I found that uh, through exercising and through, through facilitate, facilitating exercising, to everybody, I make that vision come true. And I think that I, I could feel it more than anywhere else in my heart. And that was maybe the reason for the analogy that I said, as if someone's standing on your chest, because I could feel it in my chest. Yeah, but very interesting question. I like it. Yeah, just, and I was just also wondering, because at the same time you were saying you were pivoting to new options. Yeah. And you said it was not helping that I could feel disappointment at the same time. Yeah. So how does that go? Well, it went a bit slower than expected because um, I, I wanted to come up with another solution as soon as possible uh, because of the lockdown. The lockdown started in March, but I started my Tanfit Activewear in August. So there's a gap of six months. And uh, that was because... I was still hoping that the situation gets better, but I was at the same time disappointed or that is not improving 
as fast as I expected. So um, I would say, yeah, it took around six months to basically take my feet off the ground and just uh, again start walking again. Mm-hmm. And how could you move yourself out of it? Um, out of the out of the, dis- yeah, out of the disappointment, out of the the reality with which we all faced that there was a lockdown and things were not happening. Um, yes, uh, we are all um, uh, we all live by hope, and um, uh, there's a hope that the situation will get better, and um, that you're you're the main agent, you're the main person who can change your life, who can who can make make or break everything. And I always I have this positive attitude that I will make my life and I will uh, move in the in the right direction. I, I will always move forward. So for me, there was not no going back. There was not sitting down. There's just like getting back to work and make everything work again. And that was the I think the motivation, the self-motivation and the, the hope for future that makes me um, go. So the hope that you can create something new or something existing. So how did you move to that hope? Um, With planning and with hard hard work. Uh, For every new project or for any new stage in life, you need a concrete planning and then you need hard work. Because if you plan all your life, but there is no hard work behind it, it will never happen. Mm -hmm. So I would say planning and hard work. Planning and hard work. So then we have the situation, you know, of your 10 fit app, lockdown, it's not working. Then you go through, you know, your disappointment and hoping that things will change, but they were not changing. And then comes a moment of this hope you still are just like seeing on the horizon. Um, And then what were the next steps you were taking? Um, I started as soon as I realized that um, there is... um, it was not a good start um so i i definitely wanted to to do something and as soon as uh, i realized that i want to keep the app and then to do something which is in line with the app and then to activate uh, the tamfit app when the time is right i came up with a with a clothing with an active wear brand that uh, can also be used as a promotion for the app then I started with the market research. So where are we? Because this is fashion and I never, I didn't have experience, the previous experience in, in fashion. So I did the market research about the material, about um, the pricing, which was very important, and the spending habits of the of people in the Netherlands, which, was, um, which took a little bit of time because of my background. I'm very much research-oriented and everything should make sense at the end. Um, so as soon as I came up with the idea, I started the market research. And with the market research, I started con- contacting different suppliers around the world and asking them, what are the latest designs that you have? What, are, what is most popular across your um, client base? And then I started ordering samples uh, and then ordering my bulk uh, and then starting with the websites and uh, basically launching the business. So what I hear you saying is that you just chose something really close to the app because it was also to go to the gym, but the gyms were closed and you chose like sportswear. So how then did you then 
can move then into this, you say that this different world, you did a lot of research? Yes, a lot of research. And I had to educate myself about the topic. As I said, I didn't have a previous experience in fashion. So I had to educate myself about different materials and different um, way of making and um, ordering products also, um, seasonality um, of the products. So I had to um, research all that and learn um, how this industry works. Um, and also another part that was very interesting was the website design that I had to basically, because everywhere were closed and I had, I'm an entrepreneur, so I was doing everything by myself. So I had to do also the website design on, on the side and um, put all the products, put the uh, description. And um, so the content management also for the website, then on the side, there was marketing. So there were different aspects that I was thinking about it at the same time, but everything should have been aligned. And because I was doing the, the research and I was ordering the products and then the website, I, I knew what to do and um, what to put basically in all the platforms and um, make it work. Yeah, because like I'm just hearing you, that are so many different skills. I mean, in one part, you know, the research, what's there out in the market, what are people doing, the habits, but also making their own website is also yeah. a different skill to put all, you know, the things you want on there. Um, I'm wondering, for the sportswear, do you design them yourself or do you pick them out which clothes you want to sell? How can I, what is the picture with that? Well, at the moment, I'm uh, choosing the designs um, which are out there by different designers and different suppliers. But in the soon future, I'm going to collaborate with the designers in the Netherlands. And uh, then uh, we're going to order based on our own uh, in-house designs. But at the moment, yes, it's based on the designs that are out there. And something interesting that you mentioned, uh, when I created the website, I was... Um, it takes a lot of work to put the content and the pictures and everything. You have to be careful about the um, SEO and the type of keywords that you use. But then you think that people will find you. <laughs> it's not It's not happening. After the ma making the website, you have to promote the website. Is it going to be on social media, through Google, um, through different platforms? You still have to promote the website so people can find you online. Other than that, there's no, like, website is not the end. It's just, like, the beginning of promoting your business. Yeah, it's not like you just have a website and just all of a sudden everybody goes to your website. I mean, that would be so amazing. I wouldn't yeah. mention that, but that is just not happening. So it's also making your website and promoting it. And did you have uh, experience in the past of promoting and doing marketing yourself? Uh, no. I didn't have uh, with Instagram and also with Facebook and advertising and everything. Uh, that's why I used a lot of freelancers in this area because I realized that this is very complicated and it's going to take a lot of my time to um, to start doing it or start learning and this part. I used a lot of freelancers to help me with the, with the marketing, with advertising, and um, it. I also, I also learned from them. Uh, so because they were telling me how it works, um, what they are doing. Um, yeah. So some part of some part I was very much focused and I was doing it by myself, but some technical part that I see is out of my hand. I, I asked for help. 
Yeah, because I was wondering that too, because I was really impressed, like how many skills and how many things you're doing. So, you know, because you need to pivot to a new business model, then you get something else then you need to research it. And then you make also your own website and then you need to promote it, which is also the marketing is also a different, you know, point of view and also a different task. So I think it's really good what you're saying that you also need to ask for help. Yes. Yes, I think as an entrepreneur, we think that we have all the answers and we, we should know everything about all sorts of the business, but this is not true. And it's difficult to ask for help because we want to be perfect, but I think um, we have to learn to be a little bit vulnerable and basically ask for help when it's needed. Yeah, I guess you just say something interesting, that, that difficulty, I can feel it myself as well, that difficulty, you know, when you need to ask for help, you know, hoping you can do it all, but then there's a moment you think, no, no, this is not going to work out. And if you feel in the moment, you know, when it's difficult to ask for help, where do you feel that in your body? Well, Difficult to ask for help. I think it's in my it's in my head because uh, I come up with all the solutions that I um, uh, all the reasons that I can do this that we can learn and we can move forward. Mm-hmm. So I have to convince myself that no, it's going to take a long time and we need to ask for help. So I definitely definitely comes from head. This comes from the head that you think <laughs> like I can do it all. All those tasks, I could do it all. But there comes a point, and I think it's also really a strength to realize in one moment, you know, you know, you have done so much. You know, look at the new business model, look at the, the website, make the website, you know, research that you can also say for a moment, like you say, to be vulnerable and say, okay, I need help for this. I don't know enough. And if I do it, it's going to take me such a long time, longer than it needs to be as well. Did I did I hear you say something about that? The time it will cost if you yeah. do it yourself, the whole marketing? Yes, exactly. The timing. And you might lose your focus because your focus is to um, um, get the right activewear for the right market. But then you're lost in the market and you're lost in everything else that's not basically your expertise, your expertise is the main business and you need to get help for, for the technical part, for, for the other part that are um, you don't have any experience in. So that's what I did. What I'm hearing you is like, so you also need as an entrepreneur to look at the main things you still want to do yourself, but also the things you want to ask for help for other people because otherwise you can get, get lost exactly. in everything that you need to be doing. Exactly. And I would say one of the one of the advantages of being in the, in the Netherlands is that everybody is very helpful. If you um, reach someone for help or for introduction or for recommendation, nobody hesitates uh, to get back to you and to help you to introduce people in any meetings that I went in any networking events. Um, everybody was always asking me, what can I do for you? Like, who do you want me to introduce you? And through my contacts, basically, I was introduced to so many professionals that helped me, who helped me throughout the way. So 
asking for help and um, basically putting yourself out there that I need this it's is an is an advantage is a is a plus point and uh, this advice because I I had a lot of people um, that they can get stuck in one point in their lives and not to move forward and um, but you have to change and um, change your point of view change your habits and make a new life for yourself well said <laughs> thank you so much Yokofe. thank you for having me this was the one million euro podcast i'm aris thank you for listening i will see you next time